Hello everyone, it's Anya, your host of Stained, and in today's episode we have a lovely designer, her name is Marie, and the name of her brand is Clouds in My Coffee. I love the name of the brand, but when you see her designs, you're gonna feel like you're literally looking at the clouds. Her dresses are amazing and beautiful and puffy, and you're gonna enjoy this conversation very, very much. Besides her being a designer, we talked a lot about fashion industry and sustainability of it all. Amazing Marie, everyone. Hi Marie, welcome to Stain. How are you feeling today? I am brilliant. How are you? I'm very good. I'm super excited that you're here. Uh, we met over Instagram. Actually, your friend Emma. Emma uh, Byrne, yeah. Yeah, she's, she kind of uh, connected us. Exactly. She's now working for Chad Baker in London. Yeah, so good her for her. <laughs> I wish that she can come on the podcast as well. Um, but yeah, I'm so happy that she passed me your contact, actually. Yeah, because next time. Next, next time, time definitely. <laughs> yeah, we let her drive in London. And yeah. then when she comes here for a little short trip, <laughs> it will be fun. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, firstly, I will start from your introduction. You can introduce yourself, tell us a bit what you do and who you are. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, well, my name is Mary Flaring Skeen, the long version, um, and I'm the designer behind, designer, CEO, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Clouds in My Coffee, which is a small, sustainable Irish brand uh, that does upcycling and making from, from scratch and all the rest of it. And I started Clouds in My Coffee as an Instagram page in June. 2020 yeah. uh, during COVID because during COVID like everyone I was stuck inside I was sewing that's all I did I rewatched Gossip Girl and I was sewing and my friends were saying I should start an Instagram to kind of keep people updated with what I was doing and all the rest and uh, so yeah that's what I did and I called it Clouds in My Coffee um, do you have any um, reason why you called it that everyone always asks <laughs> that. they kind of think that there's some like deeper meaning or whatever but it's um the song by carly simon no way it's, okay i didn't yeah, know that okay it's not that's not the name of the song the name of the song is you're so vain but there's just a line in it that says um i had a dream there was clouds in my coffee and i just thought it was a really nice image and absolutely yeah it's one of my favorite songs so i was like do you know what i'm gonna call it clouds in my coffee because why not and i think i was kind of embarrassed to call it like Mary Keen designs or something like that. No, so not like, a, like you should put your name out there as well. Yeah. Like of course, I have, I have on the label. I have clouds in my coffee by Mary Flowers. So I'm like, okay, but I think at the time I was kind of like, oh, you know, I'd rather just yeah. be something. And also from that, you kind of get people. People don't follow you just because they know you. People yeah. follow you because they're interested in in that. So it's actually like I'm really glad that I ch- chose that name now. Absolutely. And everyone's like, oh, you can see like the clouds coming through in it, and I'm like, yep. <laughs> There's a lot of dresses that are kind of puffy, puffy and, and, yeah. and very like it's very much a pastels um like yes. a lot of see-through fabrics organza lace all that kind of stuff so so yeah it's kind Lovely. of i've kind of gone into the name i guess you could say yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I will come to your brand as well but i firstly want to start from when did you know that you wanted to work in fashion like or like kind of had the idea for your designs let's say like that so well, I, I didn't know I wanted to work in fashion. Like when, when I was younger, I was kind of, um, I was into like creative stuff. So I was into like photography, painting. Um, we spent like every weekend at the Ark in Temple Bar. Wow. I don't know if you yeah, know. Yeah, but I know, yeah. Yeah, my mom was big into that kind of stuff. So I was like really into creative things, things and whatever. Yeah. But I, th- I was kind of between going to art college and doing law because my whole family's in law and I'm, I find it really interesting. I think it's, a, it's an amazing subject and it's kind of, 
yeah. changing every day and it's really important. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I was kind of between the two. And then funnily enough, it was my dad who was like, oh, like do fashion. You can do you can do law whenever. You know, That's you, so interesting that is, dad is such extremely unusual. Pushed you like, yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, anyone who knows like Irish men, it's so funny. <laughs> he was like, no, no, you go do, you go be creative, go make dresses. And uh, so that's what I did. So like, I really didn't know what I was going to pick until I was filling out my CAO form, which is the, the form you do to submit to college to go yeah. to. And you have to pick, you know, what subject you want, your first, second choice. So fashion was my first choice and then law was my second choice. Interesting, um, completely different subjects as I well. Know, like. I know, it's like, they are no way similar at all, which they aren't. But uh, yeah, yeah like I, the way I figured I can always go and do law if I want to do law. Absolutely, um, I agree with that. And you can still be interested in the topic of in it the two, yeah. and keep yourself informed, especially because exactly. you said your whole family is in it. Mm. So it's a good way to yeah. stay in it still exactly. while you but do your, your passion. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But actually, the two do kind of cross over a bit um, in, well, like just environmental law and, you know, Absolutely. copyright and all that kind of stuff. Now, yeah. I haven't really studied that. I did a diploma in like 2020 during COVID. Yeah in environmental law and climate change and that was really interesting but it wasn't really much to do with fashion mm -hmm. but there's I think there's a new course now in like New York or something that does like fashion law which is like completely copyright wow. uh, intellectual property all that, which is really interesting that sounds so very interesting actually yeah, yeah now when you're <laughs> actually, you're like oh, that's so cool I'm gonna check that out gonna be going to New York in a while <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um well did you always knew that you're gonna start something sustainable though or that kind of idea popped up in your head like later on when you started your brand like oh i'm gonna upcycle yeah well it was i suppose it's it's like a lot of people with upcycling it was kind of the most available thing at the time mm -hmm. so it was 2020 all the fabric shops were closed like you couldn't buy like to buy anything from abroad was just such a hassle so i was like okay well what do i have and because i was studying fashion everyone had given me like their old um fabrics and everything and a lot of them were like aggressive 80s floral prints and that's <laughs> wow. kind of what I've gone into now yeah. I, I actually kind of love it because at the time I was like oh these are horrible like they look like my Nana's curtains but now I'm kind of loving the, the Nana's curtains vibes yeah of course but, yeah. Um, yeah no it wasn't always like it wasn't a plan but then the more I kind of learned about the whole fashion industry yeah the more like horrific like up until 20 like up until the first year of college I was still buying from fast fashion companies mm -hmm. and because I didn't know I didn't uh, like it, it's very difficult to know if you're not kind of in the industry yeah um, of course, which yeah. is what like really shocked me I was like this is huge you know everyone knows about like the the chemicals that are sprayed on our foods and all this kind of stuff but not a lot of people know about fast fashion and it's just as bad if not worse so yeah it's Absolutely. until I started learning about it that I kind of got into it and then it's now I think sustainability is more of a necessity than like a, a cute little oh this Absolutely. is sustainable it's like no well it's kind of the only option yeah, I was just talking with my roommate like like an hour ago and we were saying how the weather has gone crazy, like <laughs> yeah. and the floods and the rain and the wind and everything, not just here, but like she's from Brazil and she mentioned like, oh my God, there are tsunamis in Brazil, like that never happened before, you know, like mm -hmm. that's crazy. And it just kind of gives us how much sustainability is a necessity and climate change is real and it's happening yeah. and it's horrible. <laughs> exactly. But it's, you know, there's no like companies are kind of like oh yeah we're on our way to be sustainable by like 2050 oh my god but, yeah. like and you know you need it done before that like you, you don't have to, time you don't have time yeah. exactly so yeah 100%. anyway that's very depressing <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah we've gone into very uh, depressive topic but it's yeah. true and it needs to be talked about anyway yeah. like and uh, any what's actually really like inspiring hope is that any 
clothing company that's kind of starting up today mm-hmm. especially the smaller ones they are all sustainable yeah. just because they have to be and there's no kind of option like if you're not sustainable people are kind of looking at you like you're weird yeah. <laughs> whereas like 20 years ago if you were sustainable people were looking at like Vivian Westwood and Stella McCartney and they were kind of going like okay yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yeah. so it's yeah it's completely out of necessity and people are it's it's a captive market as well you know people want sustainable clothes which is Definitely. a lovely change and yeah. you see it even if you walk into a fast fashion shop like H&M or Zara it's complete greenwashing but the fact that they have conscious on their labels mm-hmm. shows that they are appealing to a certain market and people are becoming more aware absolutely now yeah. it doesn't mean anything the fact that they have it on there we need to mention that Definitely. yeah that's greenwashing yeah. That's, that's that's not good but the fact that it's, it's there, there means yeah. that it's they're aware that it's important to people yeah i hope people that see those labels or are still buying fast fashion they will kind of go and look it up on the yeah. internet at least to educate themselves like just even a little bit kind of to know oh actually if this is made out of recycled polyester what does this mean Exactly, because when yeah. I was buying out of recycled polyester anything, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm doing so much for the planet. But then you start researching and you start understanding. It down, yeah. Actually, the yeah. EU just brought out um, a lot, like literally two weeks ago, I think. And it's an anti-greenwashing law. I'm not sure if you've seen it. No. But it bans, I think from next year, it's going to ban certain words without yeah. the, the credentials to back it up. So like mm. conscious, um, environmentally friendly. Uh, like all these kind of buzzwords that these massive companies yeah, use they're using it yeah, with yeah. nothing to back it up you know it's like or yeah. green or eco or any of those words so yeah they're going to be banned in I Europe. saw like a little reel that was kind of explaining that I just kind of skimmed through it because I wasn't sure if it's true or not it was like from a different like a third party like it wasn't like a law or something like that that was kind of if this is happening yeah. you know but I, I, I'm really hoping that this will be banned because greenwashing is everywhere. Like it's even those skins, yeah. like bring your clothes and we will bring do something. Bring back your clothes or whatever. It's just like bring oh back God. your clothes that are falling apart because we made them so badly. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, yeah, absolutely. I, I really hope like like designers like you that are upcycling clothes and small businesses and stuff like that. Like people should research more into that because yeah. you also do like. Um, custom designs as far as I know like you take like commissions and stuff like that so people can ask like something that they want and you can make it for them Um, I wanted to ask you as well how much you work with the client like how much the process goes in well it it depends I mean some people buy my stuff from own diva uh, oh yeah 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 of course we're gonna come to that (laughs) part as well yeah but some people buy it from there and it's kind of like uh, whatever size I make it in a certain size that could be a size 14 or it could be a size 8 I've never made the same thing twice and if it fits brilliant and if it doesn't they can contact me or whatever and then some people come to me and they want you know they're going to a wedding or they're I actually have I'm making a wedding dress at the moment which is so exciting that's so cool I was like me really you want you want me to do it um but I've never done that before so that's going to be really cool but you know it's I do about like two meetings per person Mm -hmm. so I get them to send me on their measurements initially and then I make a 12 which is kind of make it up in like a a cheap fabric or like an old fabric and then you fit it to them and you know you you can put a pen like it looks like the biggest mess in the world like I was like this is not what your wedding dress is gonna look like yeah but you understand exactly exactly. the vision so exactly (laughs) and also you need to get all the measurements and you know even when somebody measures themselves it might not it might just be a few centimeters off and if something's a few centimeters off in the wrong space uh, it, the whole outfit can look off. So then you kind of go, you draw on it, and then you use that as your pattern, mm-hmm. and then that it should fit them perfectly. 
outfits. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, but people like people absolutely love it because I feel like the whole getting clothing custom made has just gone completely out the window and mm-hmm. everyone used to do it. Yeah, that's another thing. Like I know my cousin, she made like she wasn't the one making the dress, but she did it custom made as well. Like, mm. and when I saw it on her, it was like exactly perfectly for her. Which exactly, yeah. If you buy the dress or rent rent the dress, which is also sustainable. I'm not saying against the renting as well. It's great, but when you see it custom made, it's like oh my god, that's so meant for you. Like yeah, it's, it's so, so perfect. Like. Yeah, and it, it comes like it's it comes back to the whole comfortable thing. Like feel yeah. comfortable in your garment. But I really I saw that during my internship. Like that's like there's like the size ten, you know, UK size yeah. ten or UK size twelve. But then when you have something custom made for you, it fits you like a glove. Mm-hmm. And if it changes even a little bit, like everyone's really angry because everyone's like, Oh no, that fit you like perfectly, whatever. Yeah. But it you know, yeah, a lot of people they just it's it's just the only way to go with <laughs> yeah, yeah, like having something that fits you perfectly you feel so comfortable in it. and absolutely. it's like there's it's just night and day between that and like the, the jeans that are size 10 that you'll buy yeah forever that's uh, that's actually very very good point uh, but you mentioned something you said that you sell in omdiva which is absolutely great like i love <laughs> that your designs are there i need to go and see what's there uh, but how does it feel to see your designs in the shop? <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so fab. I remember bringing um, one of my friends in there, one of my friends from college, and this is like four, maybe three years ago at this stage. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like you have to come in here. It's my favorite shop in the world. Like I yeah. absolutely love this shop. And it's, it is, like when you walk in, it's like you're walking into like a kid's heaven. Like it's just, there's lights everywhere, there's colors everywhere. Yeah. It's so beautifully curated. And Ruth, uh, Ruth Mjernsig, the owner of Omdiva, does an absolutely phenomenal job like she definitely yeah. every single month there's a different window and the window display is so well thought out and the garments in it are so beautiful and it has a different theme and it's really like it's just so beautifully curated that's yeah. the only word i can use to describe it no and definitely um, and i also i think it's the most creative shop in dublin that's for sure like yeah, I, I so. whenever i go inside i I feel underdressed, you know, I, yeah. like, I need to dress to go in, yeah, you know, I it need, feels I like, to, like dye my hair, I need to wear some pink eyeliner, I need yeah. To, yeah, even I feel underdressed, I'm like, what is going on, but it's so brilliant, and you met people who were like, is this a kid's shop, you're like, no, that's no, right. this is absolutely happened, <laughs> exactly, this is, this is not a kid's shop, but um, yeah. I, so how I got to know Ruth was, I, I entered the DCU Young Designer of the Year, wow, yeah, that was it, and that was in, May, March of 2022. Sorry, my yeah. dates are all over the place. No, don't worry. That Covid times are yeah, just messed up like, in our <laughs> brains. Like <laughs> so, that was like the end of third year for me. Yeah, uh, that was March 2022, and um, I was the runner-up. <clears throat> the first, uh, the girl who came first is like she also did a collection with them, Jenny. Like she's really talented, yeah. and she goes to NCG. And um, my outfit that I made for that was like super duper clouds in my coffee. Like it was so puffy, it was so pastel, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I actually met Ruth afterwards in because the first prize. Sorry, I have to go back to that. The first prize was a collection with Om Diva. Yeah. And I came second, and I really wanted the first prize. Of and course. I actually ended up meeting Ruth in the car park afterwards, and she's no like, "Oh, way. that was yours," because I was holding my garment, and she's like, "That was yours," and she took my number, and that's how it all started. She offered to do a collection, and it's wow. so fab to do a collection with them because they're like, "Whatever you want, just do anything." <laughs> like it's completely open brief. And they want everyone to be as different as possible, yeah. which is just fab because the whole first floor of um, Om Diva is just Irish creatives. 
Yeah, and I know so, that. Yeah, yeah and there's amazing. so many like amazing people. I mean, I used to walk up there. I was like, oh my god, it's it's so creative. Yeah, and it's such an explosion of just like color and life and like imagination and it's so cool to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm part of that. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah, but yeah, my question was actually about Tom Diva as well. Like that's so cool. Like that's the coolest thing. Like I think when you're making something and somebody appreciates it and it's yeah. like there. For people to see it like and people can buy it and you can actually yeah. profit from your dreams literally like. exactly but when people like that that's like what I absolutely love like when people buy something and then let's mm. say I get a message on um, on Instagram or something like oh like I bought this dress or bought this this set and like I feel so comfortable in it like thank yeah. you so much and they're like nearly thanking you and you're like no thank you but like <laughs> yeah. it's 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 such a nice feeling absolutely um, and there was there was a woman actually who bought one of my dresses and it was like this kind of a velvet it was like a grayish blue velvet dress yeah and she ended up wearing it on the late late but she was on a on the late late show sorry i don't know if you yeah yeah i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just like in shock like a little no, bit she, she was a part of like a band and she oh, wow, um, so cool. <laughs> it was like a traditional band i should really probably know the name of the main guy and anyway we can check it later we'll definitely. check it later yeah that's <laughs> that's that's not important. The dress is important. That's of one. course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she texted me and she's like, oh, like I've never found a dress that I'm like this comfortable in. Like, thank you so much for making it. And that that is what I absolutely love. When people are like, yeah. I'm really comfortable and I feel fun and I'm fitting into my style or this is what I want my style to be. And one of your pieces yeah. was perfect for that. Like, I think that's such a, it's so rewarding and it's just so like, it's so cute. And then again, you like you make a community and that's, that's your community and that's who follows you and it's Absolutely. people who just want the best for you and who love what you're doing and yeah. that's lovely to be you know to be in that group absolutely like if people obviously like go into Omdiva for example and they don't they don't find their size or something like that do you prefer being contacted over Instagram yeah yeah that's your I main say, uh, I would channel. say Instagram yeah because yeah. just everything's in the one space space yeah, yeah and exactly, it's just yeah. yeah and then people just kind of it's kind of like a nearly a portfolio just my, my Instagram yeah. page is just like this everything you know like whatever these are my but, designs here you go <laughs> yeah but again i've never made the same thing twice so when people contact me and they're like what do you do i'm like well what do you want like you know I, I, <laughs> tell me already it's literally like the the amount of different stuff so um it could be anything That's it could be anything yeah like and, <laughs> and i'll find a way to make it clouds my coffee you know it's yeah because yeah. it'll just be yeah but it's it's your creation uh, I also want to say that you just recently graduated, which is amazing. You're super young, so yeah. I just want to be around the bus <laughs> Thank you. like that. Like, Thank you. You're doing so much already, and that's pretty cool. Uh, when we met for a coffee, you mentioned to me that you did the, an internship in Paris as well. Yeah. Uh, and I want to talk about that experience as well. How was that? <laughs> that was an amazing experience. So uh, last summer, well, summer 2022, so yeah. previous summer, uh, I went to Paris for three months, and I interned with Chanel. So I did three months um, and in three separate ateliers. So the first atelier was the atelier, atelier yeah. <laughs> uh, the haute couture atelier. And then the second one was the ready to wear. And the third one was alterations. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like the haute couture, you were spending like eight hours doing like half a zip. And, you know, everything was just perfection. Like these dresses are like start at 50,000. Do you know, like it's, wow. it's, it's <laughs> the amount of money spent on these, but the amount of care and attention is just crazy unbelievable like uh, I spent the eight hours I spent on the zip it wasn't even for like the outer garment it was for yeah. the garment to go under the first garment it was oh my god um and then the second one was ready to wear so that was kind mm -hmm. of a bit faster but still the attention to detail was yeah. really there but there was a bit more kind of pressure 
And then the third one was alterations. So there's two um, boutiques, there's two Chanel boutiques on Rue Combon, which is where Chanel headquarters is. Um, and people would come in and they're like, oh, the sleeve is five centimeters too short. It's, it's not quite haute couture level mm. of fit, but it's yeah. very close to that, you know, the ready to wear. So they alter them so that they fit the, the customer. Wow, as, that's as, great. As best, <laughs> yeah, as best as possible. But that was yeah. very much like, okay, you need like 10 of these done in the day. Like, let's go, let's go. And you, wow. you're working on these. Like, I did mess up a few things. <laughs> and one of them was, I love like, that. Like, <laughs> I, I messed up some stuff. It, it, I, I did mess up some stuff. Like, there was a, a 10,000 euro dress there that kind of wow. got got a bit it wasn't entirely my fault but it was kind of my fault at the same time but yeah, it, was, it was just a lot of pressure and it was a lot of like deadlines and mm -hmm. it's like this person's private jet is leaving at four and I'm like okay great, <laughs> so, <laughs> great. yeah so yeah, yeah it was you're very working with places. crazy rich people like that's mad yeah <laughs> <laughs> but there was there was queues every day outside Chanel like it was it's cute like queues I was like okay very good but um it was a completely different world a completely different experience and it was yeah and of course like in Paris I love Paris would you live in Paris? I would absolutely live in Paris. Okay. Yeah. I love Paris. Well, you speak French as well. I do. That's yeah. That's a fine, brilliant. Like it, yeah. that's amazing. So for you, it would be relatively easy transition. Exactly. Do yeah. you have any uh, family member that is French? Yeah, my mom is French. Oh, um, so you're half French. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I I spend loads of time over in France. I absolutely love France. Amazing. Um, yeah. And I just love the culture. I love like the people. They're not as nice as Irish people, but <laughs> I, I think you'd be very hard pushed to find really nice, like as yeah. nice as Irish people anywhere in the oh, world. I love it here. I, Irish I mean, I love are very it here, nice, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I just think it's such a beautiful city and like there's so much to do. Absolutely. There's so much, there's so many galleries. There's just something amazing happening every single night over there. Um, so yeah. Is a lot of your designs influenced by France? Would you say yeah. that? I, d I would have said that in terms of like my college projects, maybe. Mm -hmm. It would have been very much like that was the, the inspiration or whatever. Yeah. But honestly, um, again, people like love to think that there's like a really deep meaning with all the clothes. Yeah. And, like I was inspired by like this, that yeah. and the other. But to be honest, like I just kind of look at a garment and I'm like, how can I make that fun? Or like, how yes. can I make that like different or, you know, something that you wouldn't find in Zara? Yeah, because like yeah, there's yeah. no point in doing stuff that you would find in Zara because there's already a place for that and they're doing it yeah. at a fraction of the cost that you would be able to sell it Absolutely, for. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, I yeah, love that answer. I love that answer because <laughs> I always believe that fashion should be fun and yeah. again, I'm mentioning Omdiva because that shop is true, true representation of fun and you're selling there as well so it's kind of a connection to it. Yeah. But I was me, just wondering because France is known, right, for the high fashion and everything. Yeah. I was like wondering if you ever felt like you're influenced by it or just like yeah. in Oh, that like sense. in terms of like the way I think about fashion, definitely. That has oh, definitely yeah, influenced course, yeah. me. Um, because <clears throat> I think that like, especially like there's the whole thing of like French girl style and yeah, all this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And it is, it's like fast fashion. Okay, yeah, it, it exists in France mm -hmm. and it's, popular relatively but it yeah. is no way shape or form as popular as it is in Ireland or in the UK or in I the agree. States and I think that that's that comes down to um French I'm just going to talk about women's wear because that's what I'm that's what I work in, that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. French women really know what suits them and what they like and the colors that suit them and if they like even when we go through the wardrobe you know we all have one of those wardrobes that with clothes that never get worn Absolutely. and we yeah. go through it and they're all my mom's clothes and she has like five of the same thing in different colors 
and I'm like, why do you like that to, to an I- someone who grew up in Ireland? That sounds crazy. Yeah. Like, would you not rather spend your money on something different? Mm-hmm. It's like no, it suited me. And she's right. And she's <laughs> right. And she's absolutely right. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's very much like <clears throat> French women don't look at an advertisement and say, um, "Oh, it looks beautiful on her. It's going to look beautiful on me." Mm-hmm. Even though it could well, but that's not their kind of mentality. It's like, how would it look on me? Yeah, and they kind of like, yeah, self-censor nearly. And it's not just because there's some beautiful airbrushed model on, you know, a boohoo advertisement that it's going to suit you and you're going to feel comfortable in it. Yeah. And if you don't feel comfortable, there's no point in wearing it. And, you know, like it goes back to sustainability. Like you're not going to be overbuying then, you know, yeah. because you know exactly what you want and what you're going to wear. And you're going to use that item until it literally it's gone. Yeah. Like. And I don't know, but I always associate like French fashion with quality as well. Like, yeah, and you know definitely. that those women always look, I want to say expensive in the sense of <laughs> like everything looks good on them. So yeah. good that you think that every item they spend like a fortune on it, even yeah. though it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know. But also because they're buying less and they, they're buying stuff that they know will suit them. They don't mm. mind spending the extra money on it. Extra money. Because yeah. in, in Ireland, I mean, it's it's completely normal to go and spend like 200 euro on Sheen or in H&M or wherever. Absolutely, but yeah. But odds are, more than likely, you will not have those garments or you will not have those items of clothing in a For year's sure. time. So would you not rather buy something that's, let's say, 150 euro mm-hmm. and you're going to have it for 30 years? Like my, I'm still wearing stuff that belonged to my grandmother. And exactly, it is. yes. Now, yes. having said that, she worships her clothes. Like she absolutely... Like when she's taking them out, like you feel like I, don't know, she, I shouldn't touch. She's this. like a, a museum curator or something trying to take. Yeah, but um, again, it just comes back to a respect for clothes and like clothing used to be a massive expense. Yeah. Just like food yeah. and just you know, and now we've kind of replaced it with different things like, you know, iPhones, Netflix, you know, all this, all these other expenses have come into yeah. our lives. Um, but phone, like, but clothing, sorry, was like if you bought a coat, like that was your coat for the next. 10 years God knows how long, and yeah. you repaired it and it was made from wool and it was made by the seamstress down the road and you know it was something that you really loved and mm-hmm. you therefore you kept it safe and you no, looked after course. it and yeah yeah and I love that you said that your grandma was like taking care of that clothes so much because that's such an important part as well like yeah. keeping the clothes in a good condition is also part of that we need to like follow and kind of admire and try to keep it in our generation because yeah. I feel like we just wear it once throw it away that's yeah. kind of the mentality that it's going around at the moment. Exactly, yeah. But I want to go back to that. Obviously, you grew up in Ireland. How hard was it for you? Like, I know you are not buying fast fashion anymore. So how was that transition from fast fashion to slow fashion? Um, that It was kind of weird because everyone was kind of like, why? Like, why are you doing that? Why, <laughs> why are you doing that? <laughs> Having said that, I was living with like three girls. So I was living with four girls, but three of them studied fashion. Sorry, that's including myself. But um. You know, like the, there was a huge amount of like clothes sharing going on and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like it was kind of weird to just like stop. But once you once you stop buying fast fashion, you, it becomes weird to start buying fast fashion again. Like it, to me, that's such an alien idea, and I just would never do that. I yeah. would never do that. It's kind of like eating. Like I don't really eat fast food. Yeah. Just because yeah. it's it's not something that appeals to me. I don't feel good after it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't see the point. And it's the same with with fashion. It's like I don't. Yeah, I don't see the point. But people do kind of look at you a bit strange and they're like, Oh yeah, why? I know. Like and then if you explain why, you get into this massive conversation and people are like, 
run a night out. Yeah, literally. It's like this is not the time. It's not the place. It's uh, you <laughs> trying know. today's awareness. Like. Exactly. Yeah, and you're just because people are like, right? Why don't you buy it from fast fashion? And you're like, do you really want to know? <laughs> I, I have a PowerPoint I can show you if you want but yeah I love that because I'm the same in yeah. that sense like I'm so like uh, I stopped really buying like I, I don't even like I like think it through like do I actually need these garments yeah. or not at all and if I want to buy something like that don't I want to buy from this and this specific brand that I know that is going to last me 100 years you know yeah. so I can give it to my kids or whatever like yeah. so yeah it really goes to that like with some people there is no point talking you know <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's super hard it's just more frustrating than yeah you absolutely wouldn't. sometimes i'm having that like as you said like sometimes on a night out you want to express this and then you're like okay let's not <laughs> get into this <laughs> no that, that's not yeah but yeah. like i i would say that like it's not again it's like we were talking about the other day it's not about being perfect and mm -hmm. like what it, what i love is like when my friends come up to me and they're like oh this was my mom's like from yeah the 80s or whatever and like yeah. i'm wearing it now and it's it's back in fashion and it's mm -hmm. really good quality yeah. and it's perfect condition and all the rest of it yeah but um that's it like that's yeah. the that's the whole idea of it um but i want to go back to clouds in my coffee i actually wanted to ask you where do you see it going? Like, where would you like it to go? I know this question might be really hard for designers that are just yeah. kind of coping. <laughs> like, <with> the, <laughs> like, I'm just enjoying my time. Why are you asking me this? I'm just going, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's kind of like, again, it, because it was like, I wasn't, I didn't start out and I was like, okay, I'm going to make a business. Like, this mm -hmm. is going to be, you know, business, a brand, yeah. whatever. It kind of started out as just me putting up like photos on Instagram. Your like, I just made this talk, whatever. So, um, I don't really feel like there's much like pressure with it mm -hmm. so I'm kind of like do you know what whatever happens happens and yeah. in, having said that anyone who has started a company uh, or like a fashion company has like anyone anyone in Ireland who's done yeah. it's like you need to get experience first mm -hmm. um so I like whilst I I'm like gathering knowledge and I'm like learning new skills now at the moment yeah. I don't think it would be the best idea to like fully launch into it and just completely go for it um, and also that is a huge amount of work and it's you know you're working it's like those people who are like oh I, I didn't want a nine-to-five so I started my own business and mm -hmm. I work 24-7 you're like yeah. okay so it's it's a huge amount of effort and I feel like I would need more industry experience to completely be ready for that I love that answer because you're so taking this responsibly <laughs> you're taking a very responsible approach because with your skills people would think oh she's going 100% into it she's going to do this and that and that and that and she's going to give her her life to this you know yeah. and but you would have to give your life to her yeah it's like yeah, people call it like their baby their yeah baby, baby yeah definitely yeah. but you're having actually this healthy approach which is so not popular within our generations <laughs> I would say because we are doing this uh, like oh we are workaholics and yeah. we love to work and this is amazing yeah the hustle and, culture yeah and yeah. we are dying inside <laughs> 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 which is so actually fine to take the experience that you need first mm. and then get that healthy approach of oh okay maybe it's time to concentrate on this more yeah. or maybe i want to do this that not necessarily mean that you're going to stop doing it not no. at all it's and i don't want to either exactly like, yeah. yeah but it's That's not like it's it's not that i'm saying never it's just and i do think i'd be able to do it now like mm -hmm. it's not like i'm like oh i'd never be able to do that because like when people are like oh i wouldn't be able to do that i'm like shut up like yeah. yes, <laughs> yes you can of course, of course you, can. you can yeah but it's just that i think i would do a better job of it if i had more experience 
Yeah, definitely. That's, and I would just make, it would be an easier success. I think I'd save myself a lot of suffering yeah. <laughs> if I just kind of learned a few harsh lessons first, like from within yeah. the industry. And also, I have, like, I know how my tiny little company works. I have no idea how, like, bigger company works. Like, you know, in Chanel, I was a very small cog in a very big wheel. Um, you know, like, yeah, it's, yeah. you do kind of need to see the different aspects of it. You need to see different, like, fashion. Uh, I keep telling people, like, in Chanel, it was, like, 50% of people creating like sewing and designing and all that and then it was 50% yeah. marketing like fashion is at the end of the day unfortunately it is, a, it is a business and it's it's all about marketing and it's all about your customer base and all that kind of stuff so I haven't got a clue about that I'm doing like a a small business course at the moment which is really interesting but um again I don't know that's I'm, super cool because you do need that aspect if you want to be yeah. a CEO founder whatever of your own business like starting from yourself you do really need to know so many different elements of it. And yeah. But I think that's the beauty of it as well. Like yeah, if you're going to make it your baby one day, then you want it to be the best possible of course, thing yeah. that and can happen. And you need happen. to know every aspect. And like there's, like my, um, my college course was very much like the creative side, which was fun and which was lovely. Yeah. And, but at the same time, like I haven't got a clue about the business side yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so like, and not that like if I want to study business, I want to study business. But yeah. you do kind of need like a certain basis, you know, mm -hmm. you need a certain foundation um, and without that, you're not really going to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to also ask you, I forgot at the beginning, where do you source the materials that you use for the making of your clothes or anything? That is like, it's like a huge amount of things <laughs> coming together. <laughs> so there's yeah. like a lot of people would have given it like same with that during COVID. A lot of people, the, the amount of fabric some people have lying around the house is weird. It's crazy. <laughs> it's weird. It's like hoarders. Yeah, you know? literally. And they come with these like massive bags. So I just have, yeah. that's again, goes back to the whole, I've never made the same thing twice. So there's like fabrics just coming from random people mm -hmm. and some of them are awful and some of them are lovely. And you know, you can upcycle into certain things. And then yeah. there's a dead stock uh, fabric warehouse, if you will, out in Newbridge. Mm -hmm. And they get dead stock. Now it's a lot of quite heavyweight fabrics because it would be used for interiors. But um, sometimes you find like these gorgeous fabrics and they're like dead stock is basically when like a company, let's say Zara, um, thought that they were going to sell 5,000 of these tops or whatever. And then the tops weren't selling, so they stopped production. And then that line of fabric would have gone to landfill, yeah. but it was diverted. So this place buys them from them at a seriously reduced rate and then they sell them to that's other people amazing, yeah. so it's kind of just diverting from landfill and that's where i get a huge amount of my fabrics and um, good, yeah. yeah and then like for my graduate collection i bought like a a dead stock chanel tweed because i was just like oh, i might as well you know yeah i might <laughs> but as well like, it depends. You know? <laughs> and then you know so i know some people who get their fabrics like they they work solely with like linen or something which is a gorgeous fabric and they get it from irish suppliers but because the irish fashion industry has reduced so much in size like we used to be like you know a massive country for like iron jumpers and yeah. like lace and all that kind of stuff and now it's kind of completely reduced so there's very few irish suppliers mm -hmm. of like linen and stuff um 
Actually, but, you're not the first person that is telling me this. Like, oh, yeah. with a lot of people that I talked with, they were kind of having the same issue around yeah, this. Yeah, and that seems to be the biggest problem. Like, yeah. for a lot of, like, any <coughs> any Irish designers, their biggest problem is keeping the whole production line in Ireland. Yeah. Because that's a massive part of sustainability. It's um, keeping it local. Keeping like it local. You know, it's cutting down on transportation. Like, there's, there's a few different ways a garment can be sustainable, and made local is one of them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just trying to keep everything. So keeping, like, the, the pattern cutting, the... All that kind of stuff. Everything, yeah. yeah. No, that's... Uh, but actually, you're doing so much um, for your brand as well, like, by doing this, by finding out about this, because I didn't know that there are this type of fabri- uh, like factories that do, yeah. do, like, that stock fabrics. Well, Ireland is known. Uh, Ireland is, like, linen and tweed mm-hmm. are, like, two massive, like, industries. Yeah, 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 industries. Like, yeah, yeah. It's what we're known for. I mean, like, Miggy, I don't know if you know Miggy yeah, Tweed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they're like Donegal, they're, that's made up in Donegal and they're like beautiful fabrics, they're like John Hanley, there's so many mills and stuff in Ireland, yeah. but because obviously we're paying Irish wages and all that kind of stuff, it's, <laughs> a, it's a huge amount more expensive and that's why it's so tempting to go abroad and work somewhere else. But yeah. Work somewhere else, but also get your fabrics from somewhere else. Also, yeah. Because like, you know, you could, like there's certain, for the for certain fabrics, like I don't think I've ever paid more than 50 or a meter for certain fabrics. But in Ireland, you could you'd have no problem paying like eighty euro for like tweed or something. But it's a beautiful, a beautiful fabric. Of course, no, no, uh, you know all that kind of stuff. But it's just it's a it's completely different level. So keeping it in Ireland, you're gonna have to charge more for it, Mm -hmm, and that's where people people are like, I'm gonna lose customers if I charge more for it, and you know it's kind of a yeah, you need to hire (laughs) make your rate higher, obviously as well. Yeah, and I think uh, people forget how much work goes behind it as a like you're obviously a designer and there's so much work in preparation and finding the materials and then sewing and yeah and also like you you have to get to the point where you know how to do this. Absolutely, yeah. We didn't even I didn't even mention that it's absolutely of course you went to design school and everything, but there is so much going into it and people often dismiss these type of yeah. things you know like oh this is so expensive i don't want to pay for that but yeah wait let let's think what goes into everything that it's in preparation for your dress to be made or exactly not dress anything really but yeah i think people often just like ah but shrug it's it off, because you know? it's it's put being compared constantly to fast fashion and that's why so much <laughs> 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 Me too, yeah. but it goes like it's you know, when people are looking at a top for four euro in Zara, they're like, why wouldn't I just go to Zara? And it's trying yeah. to, like, break it down. Like, yeah, okay, go to Zara if you want to. Yeah. But, well, actually, don't. Don't, don't go don't to Zara. Go to Zara. <laughs> don't go to Zara if you want to. But it's kind of trying to explain to people, it's, again, the, the, the comparisons with the food industry is absolutely huge. You know, like, you can do that if you there want to. There are two but most biggest industries that currently are just, killing sustainability they're in just, general yeah, they're, they're, they're not good not good no, no. but yeah they're, it's it's very very similar and it's just you know you're supporting a local artist mm-hmm. and you're having something that no one else has or like very few people have yeah. and it's you know it's a unique design the designs from small designers are often stolen by Zara or Zaffo or Which any of those sad, kind of things. Yeah. I saw so many videos on that topic. It's so many, like devastating, right? That goes back to the whole intellectual property and like the, yeah. the legislation just hasn't caught up with that just yet. And people like we were told when we were submitting our portfolios for like our internships, they were like, "Oh, like if someone steals your work, it's a compliment." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. <laughs> let's go backwards. Like that's that actually not happened comp- with Converse a few years ago. Converse, there was a bit of a, a scandal. A girl like submitted. I can't, I can't remember if it was a woman or a man. I think it was a woman. 
but she submitted her portfolio for them to do an internship with them and she had all these like amazing designs for Converse and then Converse were like okay so we're not hiring at the moment and she's like oh, okay no worries and about three months later her designs for Converse were in really cool. shops and they had completely stolen her idea from her portfolio the work that she did to get a, an internship with them with like. them and they had like it was just but that happens all the time that happens every day like so sad yeah, yeah. Very, very sad. No, I, I saw many, like, it was a huge topic at certain point, like, that the designers were kind of standing up and fighting for their rights yeah. pretty much, but it's uh, it's horrible. It's really, really devastating, actually. Yeah. Um, but I wanted also to ask you, beside fashion, obviously, do you practice any other sustainable things in your life? Yeah, well, I suppose one of the biggest ones, well, obviously the biggest one is fashion. Yeah, but, um, of course. Another yeah. one of the biggest ones, I suppose the reason, like, we all kind of got into it was in, uh, so I live on a farm out in Ireland, oh, out, out in Meath, it's obviously in Ireland, <laughs> um, and up until 2013 it was a conventional farm, which is what like, you, you're using your horrible pesticides and all that kind of yeah. stuff, and you're really killing the land, and then my dad was actually the one who was like, um, I think we should go organic, and so everyone was kind of slagging him. They were like, oh, like, where are the Jesus sandals? And he's going to start growing a mustache and all this <laughs> He's breaking stocks. Exactly. He's going to get Woodstock, all that. And yeah. um, so in 2013, he started, like, the, the farm started, like, transitioning, as you call it. And it takes two years to go completely um, organic because it takes yeah. two years for all that, all the lovely chemicals to, like, to leave. completely leave, <laughs> just yeah. get out, yeah. And then since then, they kind of really got into, like, the food sustainability and the, the, the soil health and, yeah. like, and then we started our own garden and all this kind of stuff That's so crazy, now yeah. like we're really really into the whole sustainable food side of things Amazing. my my sister she was working in the Fumbly I don't mm-hmm. know if you know the Fumbly Cafe but they're yes, massive into that kind of stuff I and love that cafe <laughs> so <laughs> much my mom has gotten hugely into the, the whole sustainable like because of that it kind of had a knock on effect and they were all into like r- trying to live just across the board more sustainably yeah. and even my brother who was um He's studying business, but he kind of wants to work for like a small Irish artisan brand that's sustainable. You know, it just kind of so like cool, once yeah. one person gets into it, it kind of trickles down and it affects absolutely everyone. And like all of our friends so like, I say it was kind of like my parents who kickstarted it. And then there's like us and then the boyfriends, girlfriends, friends all get like <laughs> into know, it. Yeah. And it just kind of like keeps feeding down and people, you know, it's not these massive changes. Like we're not looking for someone to go off and like live off grid or whatever but no, it's of course. small changes yeah. that everyone can do because when a small group of people are living perfectly it doesn't really make much of a difference yeah. but when everyone is making small changes that's yeah. when like a massive difference is made and um, so yeah all I have to say I would say food <laughs> and that's yeah that's yeah. one of the reasons I, I don't think I could go to America because I'm just like oh, but food yeah. is a big one for me and the chemicals like when again when you start to like dive into it when you start to learn a bit more about it it is absolutely disgusting the stuff that they're selling us and disgusting and i yeah. heard it tastes different like it tastes completely it different, tastes completely because different. Of the, yeah like yeah. organic carrots taste like carrots Crazy. whereas like non-organic carrots they just taste like god knows nothing, what. <laughs> they, yeah, just, nothing they don't yeah. taste like anything yeah yeah but i'm glad you mentioned food like i obviously i've been in sustainability for for a while but i struggled with food a lot like i started like i was vegetarian for a very long time like for a, over a year I think I was doing that and then I was experimenting with veganism and then I was coming back to vegetarianism it's and very intense yeah it's a, it's a very intense thing 
and I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy yeah. the journey. It was very painful, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, and I say painful in the sense of, uh, first of all, it started like me forbidding myself things, you know, like, oh, I can't eat this. And then I noticed yeah. that my hair was thinning, that I was missing certain vitamins and stuff yeah. like that. So because I just went into it without educating myself first what yeah. I need to do. When there a is lot of much people just see these massive buzzwords like veganism yeah. and they're like, okay, I'm going to do that. <laughs> veganism is absolutely wonderful if you have the time and if you have the knowledge to do it. Like, I mean, if you, yeah. know, if you're, if you look at like ha the happy pair, which yeah, I'm sure you've heard of, like their entire life is food and they get everything they need and they, you know, yeah. they know everything there is to know about this kind of yeah. stuff. But if you're working like, a nine to five and you know you don't have much time and all this kind of stuff ridiculous like, yeah it's a, it's a tough tough job <laughs> tough job and also like my boyfriend is always telling me you know Anya we live in Ireland there are farm markets you can go to you can buy food yeah. from locally uh, even if you buy meat it can be very sourced locally yeah. it can all be very good and blah 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 and and then from this year I was like okay I'm gonna get into this and I'm gonna study it <laughs> you know yeah. like I'm gonna literally educate myself on this topic and then I realized, okay, I can go to this local market and just get my veggies there. Or yeah. And they don't need to be wrapped up in a plastic and they can be from the farm next door. And yeah. that's why, because you said you literally grew up on a farm. Like, yeah. that's so amazing because it's literally your influence to believe that we can grow our food. And yeah, that's and the beauty of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally and of course, the and like the, the whole idea of like, go again, like, the whole idea of going into like a, a supermarket and just getting absolutely everything and you're coming out with like tons of plastic and oh God, yeah. that's weird that's not how we used to do it and i'm not saying that like everything in the past was good but some things in the past should inform our present should and influence us yeah, yeah exactly and um yeah the, the whole idea it's it's it goes back to like a connection yeah and it's trying to disconnect us like these these huge companies are constantly trying to disconnect us from our food our clothing like there are people who are yeah. growing that food there's people making our clothes and like once we feel disconnected we don't actually care oh yeah where like, it comes from it, i come from myself i didn't give a shit about any Same. of this stuff. <laughs> like, i didn't care at all like i didn't care like oh i'm going to zara doesn't matter that a kid made it you know yeah like, but i didn't even know that a kid made it I yeah. did, it, didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind i was like uh, to be honest I why the kid would be in the factory making yeah, my clothes you know it's weird like yeah <laughs> but um like i didn't even know like i I was kind of like on my label for Clouds and Coffee, it says handmade in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, should I put handmade in Ireland? Because every single garment is handmade. Like it doesn't matter where it's I coming from. Yeah. It's coming like everything is handmade by a human being. Like there aren't these massive machines somewhere Definitely making all it, these yeah. four euro t-shirts. Um, so every single garment that everyone is wearing today is handmade unless it was like 3D printed, but there's yeah. not many people wearing yeah, that yeah, kind of stuff. <laughs> um, so like everything's handmade. And there's a, somebody behind that garment. There's someone who dyed it. There's someone who sewed it. There's someone who picked the cotton for like to turn, like, spin to them turn into yarn. Into the, yeah. Um. So there are people. There are a string of people that leads up to that one white T-shirt that you've bought in Zara. And yeah, when you don't feel a connection with them, yeah. Um. That's yeah. Yeah. Like my my fashion journey started because of those people actually I wanted to like literally fight for human rights that was my yeah. first kind of idea and then you start like it didn't start from like all the sustainability journey I always say to people sustainability is not just thinking about nature and your like yeah. environment and everything it's so much more that goes into it there are humans yeah. that are exploited for this and yeah. that's not sustainable like obviously I always say sustainability is such a broad term as well that can be used in very easily sometimes yeah 
but there is so much that goes into it and like it's if we would just look like into the sources that we already have and kind of read it through it we would already know like okay i'm not going into this i can choose where my mo- money is going yeah. obviously it's not going to go to this big corporation that it's inditex or zara Srivaris, whatever it belongs to that one <laughs> like yeah. company uh, but, but yeah yeah that's another like that's another really important thing um i can't remember who said that but they were like every time you spend a euro or whatever currency you're using you're voting for what kind of world you want to live in oh i love and that I was thing, like, that's, yeah, yeah I, I can't remember who said it but it, it's a really great one and you're kind of like oh yeah actually you are yeah. like you know if you're if you're, you're buying, supporting somebody there exactly, out there <laughs> you're supporting somebody it just depends like you know you could buy a can of coke or you could buy like a a can of kombucha that was made in Ireland, you know, by like people that you probably know, yeah. because this is Ireland. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it just depends. And then you're supporting them and the, the support's not going to Coca-Cola and you're again, you're supporting something else. Like, yeah, it's absolutely. No, I agree with that. And like I, you don't have to live again. It's not about being perfect. You don't have to live off grid somewhere and wear sandals like you. you that was the first thought of my family when I started doing this. It was like, oh, you're going to start doing like these hippie dippy things. <laughs> exactly. You know, there that, you you go. know? Like, I'm like, no, I'm not actually. I'm just living as you normal person. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just choose where I buy my food and I choose where I buy my clothes and other things like it's not. Yeah. I'm not going to the biggest supermarket or I don't know, going to Zara again. We mentioned Zara many times, but I don't remember the last time I went into that shop. Like yeah. I, and I'm so glad and I'm proud of myself. For and that. it's it's not like there's not like a massive chunk of you missing because you haven't gone in there. Yeah, <laughs> like you're actually you probably feel more yourself than ever. Yeah, like yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know when people ask me, oh, where did where is that outfit from or where is that top from? I'm happy to say, oh, I shopped it secondhand or it's vintage yeah. or it's from this designer and it just feels good. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you feel, you feel you're like, I'm it. better than everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I have PowerPoint presentation yeah. on it. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, where yeah. my outfit is coming from. <laughs> because I truly, really, I started being curious as well. Where I'm, Where is this coming from? Like, I want to yeah. know, like, who made it? I want to know that person, you know, like, and I want to shake so, their hand. Like, Yeah. And I, I was giving... Um, I was giving a, a lecture like a few weeks ago to like um, HR students mm-hmm. and we were kind of talking, they were doing like the sustainable development goals and I was kind of, um, it was mm-hmm. my auntie who was a lecturer actually and she asked me to That's do so like cool. a lecture on this and I did, I was, again, I was flat out doing research because I was like, I don't want to tell them the wrong thing. <laughs> that would be really embarrassing. Yeah. Um, so I was doing like a research, research on, again, I just took an example of like a plain white t-shirt that ends up in or yeah. wherever yeah. um and i was doing and just until it gets to the shop to, so it gets from it being like picked so let's say it's getting the, the cotton is for it is being picked in like mississippi and from that point to when it gets on a hanger in a shop the average kilometers done by that garment is thirty-two thousand kilometers and that's oh, just wow. for that one t-shirt to get to the rail like that's that's it because it's like picked in Mississippi and then it's spun into yarn in Morocco and then it's dyed in Bangladesh and then it's shipped off somewhere else to get cut and then it goes back to Bangladesh and it gets you know and then eventually it gets shipped to some fast fashion shop in Europe you know and then that fast fashion shop might be shipping it somewhere completely different Uh, yeah and then somebody (laughs) might order it and then it gets shipped to America and you're like oh for god's sake for god's sake yeah it's honestly how did we get to the point where that's normal where what we're wearing on our backs has traveled more than we ever will. Capitalism. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it goes back to that, like, 
who you vote for, what you want, exactly. where, where you are, which country you live in. Obviously, I always say we came to that point that sustainability is privilege, which yeah. should really not be like that. This should be normal, like norm for everybody. Like obviously, when I tell my friends, oh, I'm doing this, I'm shopping secondhand and stuff like that, they tell me, well, we can't because we live in a country that doesn't have flea markets or it's not popular at all. We don't yeah. do this, you know. And then the only sustainable thing you can do is swap with your friend, you know? Yeah. Maybe now it's becoming more popular, but I'm definitely coming from a country where that's zero popular. That's <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I absolutely love shopping secondhand and I've, I've done it ever since I kind of came yeah. into our college because especially in our college, it's really cool. Like yeah. if you're like, this is vintage, whatever. Dublin is so <laughs> that. Dublin's <laughs> Yeah, you're kind of like, like if you say I bought this in a fashion, fashion shop, they're like, ew. <laughs> yeah. you have to be like it's vintage or like I upcycled it or whatever yeah. which is lovely upcycling it's, now it's a big thing it's a big thing yeah, yeah because people like it <laughs> again yeah but I went into a shop on uh, what's one of those um, charity shops on Georgia Street that might be MCBI kind of. or Oxfam there's, there's or so any, many of them yeah. but anyway I went in and I love like tweed blazers so yeah, I was like looking too. at the tweed blazers because I like that's my that's my thing I love that's that. my thing um, <laughs> and next thing one of them was 100 euro oh yeah one of the blazers was oh, 100 euro yes, and i was yes. like hold on because secondhand shops well we don't really have secondhand shops in Ireland. they're charity shops they're charity shops and they're yeah. meant for people who need them but at the same time there's enough clothing currently on the planet to, to clothe the next seven generations yeah. so when people are like oh you're taking it away from these people i'm like there's more than enough trust me there's more than enough to go right yeah but um <laughs> the, the fact that they were charging 100 euro for a tweed blazer I just found that like for a second hand tweed blazer I found that completely yeah. ridiculous like, I know exactly what you're saying right now because obviously like I work with a lot of people that are in second hand business at the moment so I know like if it's curated if how much work goes into it mm. and what they do like that's beautiful I love that like I love to know these things as yeah. well like if you spend a certain amount of time on preparing this garment to come into my hands I want to yeah. know that and I want to know the value of it in that sense but many times, like in certain secondhand shops that are quite big in Dublin and also charity shops, there is not as much work going into it and you would expect it, yeah. okay, if it's not cleaned or if it's not washed or if I need to do a certain like yeah. work at home myself, I don't want to spend 100 euro on that garment. But it's also that like it's, it's th that blazer, unless it's from like a, like McGee or something like, like yeah. what we mentioned earlier, it like was a very not important bought for that much. Yeah. And the whole point of it's second hand is to make it accessible to absolutely everyone. Yeah. And I just thought 100 euro was like foolish for that. I was mm -hmm. like, okay. That's, That's you know, because like even I, th I remember buying one like last year mm -hmm. uh, in Limerick and it was, I think it was 15 euro. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was just kind of like, so I think that like there's certain shops that are taking advantage of this whole second hand thing when second hand is just, it's out of necessity. And these are meant to be for people who yeah are buying these things out of necessity i mean there's people yeah, like yeah. you know me and loads of people who upcycle who are buying it to upcycle it just for just for fun it's like superfluous yeah. you don't actually need this stuff but there's more than enough clothes to go mm -hmm. around there's, it's not a limited stock we have so many secondhand clothes on this planet all you have to do is go to a nice desert in chile and you will see the landfills of clothing it's crazy and they're selling this like it, that's completely why would you not just go and buy a new blazer in pennies for 50 euro or however much it is i don't know. yeah i always say it's becoming 
too trendy for me. You it's, know? it's very like Ireland is. It's very trendy. It's very trendy, that. and I think people are taking advantage of that, uh, yeah. like very easily because they know, like, oh, girlies today like to wear like vintage and vintage. I, yeah. I always say that word very easily as well when it means completely something different. Yeah. Uh, Second hand <laughs> would be correct word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, like, of course, I know those people need wages. They need to survive as well and put food on their table. And at this time, we live in a very expensive city as well, yeah. which is another point. But yeah, there needs to be some type of like limit, you know, like where we need to say, okay. But that's, uh, yeah, again, I think that I think it comes to education yeah, rather than trying to price yeah. people out because that is not what charity shops are there for. Mm-hmm. Charity shops are there for for clothing to be accessible to everyone they're, yeah. they're there for people who cannot afford people in need or whatever yeah, yeah people in need and like when you're when it's become too much of a trend that you're pricing those people out of the shops where are they mm. getting their clothes 100%, so true. yeah i was i was just a bit shocked by that last year so i was like that's yeah, not okay yeah. that's not no normal. i know because i was passing by a lot of them actually i went into capel street i went as well into georgia street like those main streets that are known for charity shopping and I'm searching for a blazer for myself because I like those oversized blazers mm. and usually they have them. Um, but whatever I saw, I wasn't happy with it or it was overpriced as well because yeah. I'm so like picky now what I'm buying. Yeah. Like I know I'm one of those annoying customers that's going to spend ages looking at the item, you know, but yeah. but I want to be sure that I'm going to wear it as many times. Like as many times, yeah, as possible. Yeah, it. absolutely. Until it falls off. Yeah, <laughs> and the quality that it's good and whatever, like, but yeah we went into a very important topic actually and i love that we talked about it because it's super important for sustainability yeah uh but we're coming till the end almost um i have the last three questions for you (laughs) i'm ready yeah they're connected to the values of the podcast and the first question is what community means for you okay um i would say the community for me is like shared values Mm -hmm. a shared goal and human connection like being yeah. connected to another individual because it doesn't matter like where they are you know it doesn't matter who they are it's mm-hmm. just like having this sense of connection yeah. and um the other day i was in like the the farmer's market with my with my mom and we were talking with the woman who was running it mm-hmm. and um my mom was like she was talking about this lady that she knew who was into kinesiology and um there, the woman was like oh i know her yeah, of course. Yeah, and yeah. this kind of like once you get into something, you will find people everywhere who are it's kinda of like Irish people. You just find them everywhere. Doesn't matter where you go. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. but like you will literally find these people everywhere and like it builds such a, a gorgeous community. Mm-hmm. And because people care about where it's coming from, it doesn't matter what it is, they care about where their food, fashion, information, any yeah. of it is coming from, they 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 just have like a sense of values then automatically. Mm-hmm. And that it just creates a really nice and it was a really nice community and i was making this comment to my mom then afterwards and i was like the people who follow me like i don't have that many followers in clouds in my coffee at all but the people who follow me are so unbelievably lovely and supportive and it's just so nice because like you build it up really really slowly and like these people they're just yeah. very very just kind people and that's i i'm so glad that i have that like small community I say the same about the stain. Like I'm so happy that I started this project, and I don't know how many times I said this, but so nice to be pe- people like yourself yeah. or people that share exactly the same vision as you. Like and going towards a better world and like planet that we want to build, you know. And, and it's easier to do something when you know you're not alone. 
exactly, and when you know that yeah. people are supporting you like it's a lot easier to do it you're kind of like all oh, right okay so i'm not just like mm-hmm. some basket case yeah he's <laughs> yeah. like trying to do this by 100%. yourself no support piece is very very important yeah and um, i love ireland for it i think we talked about this as well like yeah. i was so very in a positive way overwhelmed with all the people that are so like nice responsive like yeah. never like always reply to me like saying oh hi yeah i would love to be on your podcast yeah. or whatever so it's just like even your friend she just shared your contact with me and she said yeah yeah contact her she would love to be on your podcast and i was like okay thank you <laughs> you know it's just so nice yeah um, people connect like, yeah people tend to help people yeah when they're you exactly. know into the same thing and if they can help them and that's again going back to another big thing with ireland and irish people we're very helpful we're very nice <laughs> you are yeah so, <laughs> but i think that we enjoy that we have that reputation as well definitely yeah no, of course, we're kind of like hey, we're gonna lean into it and you know we're just no. it's, yeah definitely no i for the last four years i don't think i ever had a bad experience with the irish person you know like I oh was, really yeah definitely Good for you. <laughs> uh, yeah um of course not everybody will agree with me yeah. <laughs> i'm 100 percent sure on that as well like uh but i honestly just enjoyed everywhere i went like i always yeah. felt like welcomed let's say yeah, yeah. Uh, my second question is when do you feel most comfortable uh, I probably feel most comfortable when I'm wearing something that I love mm-hmm. and when I'm surrounded yeah. by people that you know are being completely themselves yeah and when I'm able to be completely myself like when you're in a situation with people um, that you don't <laughs> It's not that you don't get on, but you're not like you're just like okay, we're yeah. not we're not on the we're same we're not on the same wavelength. We're not yeah. on the same vibe or whatever it is, whatever yeah, it is. Whatever so word. You're kind of just like you're you're not completely able to be yourself. And even like I've noticed when I, if I go back to like let's say if I meet up with like a bunch of people from my old school or something like that, like mm-hmm. obviously everyone has hugely changed. I was in school four years ago, like I graduated in 2019, like from secondary school. Yeah. Um, and like everyone has changed so massively since then. And I'm just like if you go back and you kind of slot you you're meant to slot right back in where you were mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of like it's impossible it's impossible you can't do it yeah and you've changed and everyone's changed and and that's fine and I don't like, feel you fine. know absolutely like it's not that I feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. but I just feel a lot more comfortable with like you know the, the the new people that I've met or whatever because you're going in a certain direction mm-hmm. everyone's going in their own little direction so I would say yeah I would say when I'm wearing something that I love and when I'm completely feel comfortable in my outfit that, um, yeah. which again goes back to the whole fact girl <laughs> you know you, if you're not like um, now I'm probably going to butcher this phrase but there's a French saying that goes um, elle, est, elle est bien au sa peau I think elle est bien au sa peau which means she's she's good in her skin like she's comfortable in her okay. skin and it's like a massive compliment you can say like if you see like somebody walking down the street or whatever you can go like il, or elle est bien au sa peau and uh, it just means like oh they, they look good in their skin yeah. and they they're look comfortable, comfortable and they you know yeah. it's not like they're walking down like strutting their stuff or whatever but yeah. you can just sense that they are completely themselves and completely yeah themselves. when you're able to be like that i think that's when i'm most comfortable yeah. love that <laughs> i love that answer and thank you for sharing the phrase as well it's a nice <laughs> phrase i wish i can speak french it sounds so beautiful <laughs> when you say something i have a big irish accent actually when when i speak to french people they're like your accent is so like, really <laughs> Fair enough. Like Very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> the last question is where do you get inspiration for your ideas? Um, I suppose nature. That's probably where like it's lovely, yeah. You know, like the whole clouds in my coffee, as I was explaining earlier, mm-hmm. it's kinda like me that fit the name more so than like the name yeah. fitting fitting me. But I kinda love that it's like 
that kind of like puffy clouds like ultra feminine soft girl like yeah. again cloud my coffee it's not something that I wear all the time mm-hmm. it's meant to be fun and it's meant to bring joy and it's you know it's fashion's meant to be fun and that's what I exactly, love about it yeah. um now I think something important to say is that I don't wear clouds in my coffee because it's too cold in this country. <laughs> During <laughs> yeah. the summertime, I'm flat out wearing clouds in my coffee. I love it. Yeah. I love I love wearing colour and I love I love when people when I can make people feel comfortable in something that they're wearing and confident. And again, going back to those messages, like I, you know, I love getting those messages. Yeah. And I think that bringing people joy with something that they can wear that's a really beautiful yeah. thing. And I'm really glad that I'm I'm able to do that. Lovely. Thank you so much, Mary. This is so lovely. Thank you so much for having me. I love when people, when I can make people feel comfortable in something that they're wearing and confident. And again, going back to those messages, like I, you know, I love getting those messages. And I think that bringing people joy with something they can wear, that's a really beautiful thing. And I'm really glad that I'm, I'm able to do that. Lovely. Thank you so much, Mary. This is so lovely. Thank you so much for having me.